Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force's federal law enforcement agency. I'm Hannah, his daughter, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I have always been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hi, friends. Welcome back to True Crime Archives. I'm trying to mix up the my introduction a little bit. I don't like, I feel like I say the same exact thing in yeah, the same you pretty, way. You pretty much do. I need to mix it up a bit. Just welcome back, everybody. Ugh, that's so lame. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to jump into it. You can cut that part out, too. I, feel <laughs> I say that every time. <laughs> or not. Or we leave it in. All right. This is um, not too far back in the archives, and it might have some loose ties to the Route 29 stalker case that we did. You're cutting in on my whole introduction. I'm just telling the listeners what what to what thing. to get get ready for. You know, this is kind of cool. Yeah. So we, uh, as Dad mentioned, we talked about the Route 29 stalker already, and as we mentioned in that episode, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen. We talked about how we actually live in this air that area, mm-hmm. right? Current. Well, you, well, you guys I, do it. Yeah, right. Where are we doing this recording? We're at Route 28, and Route 29 intersection. Right. Um. And then. I lived in Virginia for five years, so I'm pretty familiar with mm-hmm. like the Charlottesville area and the area we're talking about today. Yeah, we've driven down there many times. Right. So what I didn't necessarily realize, I guess, so when this happened, I I remember this happening. This happened in 2013, and who we're talking about today, she is, she she was my age, right? Mm-hmm. So I was actually talking to a friend. My friend Elisa actually suggested this case mm-hmm. too. And we were talking, and there's actually been an update in this case that I don't think a lot of people know about or realize. Right. So we wanted to talk about this because it's you know it has to do with the Route 29 soccer, the one we mm-hmm. already did, and it's it's a good update. I mean, it's not really a good update, but it, it kind of it, it's closed now. I so. like this. Last week we were in 1974, and now we're back in 2013. So this is what this is what it's going to be like. The archives. Yeah. Which, it's weird to me, 2013 was like eight years ago, seven years ago? Mm-hmm. Eight years ago? There Something you go, like ma- asking me to do math in public <laughs> again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're supposed to be the one that knows how to do math. Anyway, so today we are talking about Alexis Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe I did mention her name in the episode we talked about the Route 29 stalker, we were mostly talking about Alicia Showalter Reynolds, but I did go over some of the other victims that are attributed to the Route 29 stalker. So I like briefly mentioned her. In it was August 3rd, 2013. She was actually leaving her home in Nelson, Virginia to go shopping in Lynchburg, Virginia. Which like Which is know. down south. Yeah. So, further south. So, so Route twenty nine goes north south. She had a pretty big social media following, and she Mm -hmm. updated her social media all the time with updates, primarily Twitter. She updated Twitter a lot. Mm -hmm. She had literally just tweeted Bergbound, what she tweeted, Mm -hmm. and told everyone that she was going to Lynchburg. And that was the last time she was heard from, and that was around Mm -hmm. 6 p.m. This is August 3rd. Of 2013, right? Right, 2013. Yep. The next day, her mom 
reports her missing to the Nelson County Sheriff's Office. And surprisingly, which I don't I mean, I don't know, I guess maybe not surprisingly, it was surprising to me. Nelson County had never had a missing person before. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? This was mm-hmm. literally the yeah. first mer- missing person right. case. So the police officer was like, I had no idea where to start. Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, for this being their first missing person case, they did a really good job. This was really good police work. Yeah. However, we're going to get to it in a minute. The FBI came in and joined in, though. Yeah, but he recognized. Well, it, he d- it wasn't like he was like, no, I, this is my first case. I'm going to do th- I'm going to be the first no, one in this plus, county. He plus, recognized yeah. when to call them in. Plus, it was an abduction, too. So kidnapping's kind of the FBI's gig anyway. So it, it all worked out. But we'll let, I'll let you get to it. Right. So, But it was fantastic investigative work. Yeah, absolutely. While the police are trying to figure out where to start, what to do, they're you know, going to start looking at surveillance, they're going to start tracking down. They start with her social media, really, because, again, like I said, I think... He said that the police officer said she had like 11,000 followers or something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. then overnight it grew. Her parents, her family starts to spring into action and starts looking for her. And they mm-hmm. actually type her phone number into the find your iPhone thing. Yeah. And it pings off of Oak Ridge, which is like 10 minutes from her house. So now the police have some place to go. And this is actually a place where her mother's ex-boyfriend Use or lives, so they look at that, and that's the first place they go, right? And go to talk to him. Yeah, he's cleared though. He wasn't even in town. He hadn't seen her. He hadn't been in the area the day that she went missing. Um, then they go next to a guy that she had been talking to, and that she was supposed to meet up with that night that she went missing. They went and talked to him, and he said that she ghosted him, which of course, you know, Mm -hmm. she just was missing, but. Mm He was like, no, I didn't hear from her. So he never met up with her. Yeah. And they uh, cleared him pretty quickly, too. Mm-hmm. So while they're doing this on April f- or August 4th, April, sorry, August 4th, they find surveillance that shows her car, which is was a 2003 Nissan Maxima being parked in a movie theater parking lot at around 10 p.m. So this is a little over 24 hours after she's gone missing. Yes. So. Now they they know something's up. Right. Uh, the video is not clear enough to see who parked her car, though. Right. Did you see it? Did you watch it? Yes. And I want to talk about this, but I want to talk about it afterwards, the relevancy, you know, because this is what we would call circumstantial evidence, but it's really yeah. damning circumstantial evidence. But we can't talk about that now. I can't. Oh, I was going to say, I couldn't even tell like the police officer in the show was saying look there's a person there a person clearly got out of the car and i'm looking at the video like how do you i can't see a per- i don't see a person yeah. at all in that video well, i guess my eyes aren't trained yeah, no, for surveillance watching but, but that's but, not there's more to it than that let's i want to wait till we get to it and, and talk about it because you haven't even we haven't talked about the bad guy yet so right i'm well i'm, I'm yeah. about to get there so we'll, we'll let's come back to that to her car but you're right they found her car mm-hmm and on surveillance and they end up also finding surveillance so because of the car they start to go around to all like they're trying to find surveillance in other areas to try and piece together where the car came from or where it went and they end up finding surveillance from the liberty gas station right they they knew she got gas there right 
And this is, it's it's at Lovingston, Virginia. It's right off of 29. It's, it's like on 29. It's a pretty, I've stopped at this gas station. I know exactly where it's at. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like, Creepy. it's right, it's like one of the big shell or, no, what do you say? It's Liberty. 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 Yeah, it's Liberty. Liberty. So it's got like a big store and everything, you know. At first I thought they were saying it was like in Liberty because if you guys don't know, Liberty is in like Liberty College is in yeah. Lynchburg. So at first and I thought it was like a Liberty gas station. I thought that's yeah, what they were and saying. And Lovingston is right there, right off of 29. So that's, mm-hmm. she had just left and she stopped. She was only like gas. 10 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and they get surveillance footage. Yeah. I, again, so I guess I'm going to ask you about this. I didn't really, I get, I, I guess my eyes just aren't trained. So the footage they get is her coming into the gas station yeah. And this guy, who we now know is Randy Taylor, right? Okay, you may remember Holding I did the door mention for him. her. He holds the door open. She walks in. He walks away. I did not see him linger. I didn't see. I did. I didn't notice that. Nope. Her family said. Her aunt said that she immediately could tell that Alexis was uncomfortable. She said her face was like there was something wrong. But I, I definitely could not see. No, that. you know that. If that's the case, then like, maybe he made he he said maybe something. Maybe he like to made her, a pass at her because I know what it's like to go into a gas station. I, yeah, I don't think that's I don't think she was too worried about that. But it didn't even look like he spoke to her. No, he just so walked away. They're looking so they're looking at the surveillance footage to say, okay, now we found her. Now let's start tracking tracking her movement from from this point. That now they have a timeline. That's what they're looking at, right? Mm-hmm. So they see this guy, and then they see her go in. And so they start talking to some people there. Yeah, they talked to the employees, and the employees told them that this man, Randy Taylor, and her did have a conversation, and they spoke. Well, but they did right. They didn't know who this guy was, right? Right. They went to. They asked other businesses in the area. Yeah, they did a canvas, and, and uh, they sent out the video or something. They were going into businesses in the area, showing a picture, and the it was a adult store. Adult store that, that recognized. And the employee them. said, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's Randy Taylor." <laughs> So then they, right, and they he say, He's in here today. Well, they we, surveillance. Oh, well, we know this guy. Mm-hmm. He's been in trouble before. We know this guy. And they double-checked. Yeah, he was holding the door for her. This is this is the guy. He was wearing the same shirt. And this, he had gone to that adult store literally before he had yep. gone to the gas station. He was wearing the same shirt. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they continue to look at surveillance footage at the gas station. And what do they see? Um, so when they're leaving, so yeah. they see him pull out. On to what I think was Route 29 right there. Route 29, right. And then they show her car pulling out. Right behind, behind his. Again, I didn't. That was, It was just looked like a white car to me. No, but I don't know was, how police. Well, you know. zoom in. You look at it. You get the. Um, it was super grainy. Yeah, well, well, they they're following the, the the surveillance. This store had great surveillance. And yeah, so it was going in a different direction than than Lynchburg. Right, it was going so, in the opposite direction of and, what she and was And following right behind his, his vehicle. So they know what his vehicle looks and like. And his vehicle was pretty... Um, yeah, it's a big old suburban, old suburban with camouflage Noticeable. on it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. or distinct, unique. Yeah, distinct, Those were the yep. words I was yeah. trying to come up with. You couldn't miss it. He he holds the door for her. She goes in. He knows she's there. She comes back out. The clerk testifies that they, they talked. They, they talked. She said it seemed like they had talked before, mm-hmm. that they had kind of known each other. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what the, what it looked like. And then they're driving away, and she seems to be right behind him, following him in the mm-hmm. opposite direction of where she was originally headed. Okay, right. so now that's what 
That's what happens. That's that's the, the evidence right there. Yeah. So they got to figure out what she was doing. Right. So her car. Uh, that was found in Albemarle. How do you? I can't pronounce it. I just wanted to say where Albemarle. it was found because I didn't say Albemarle, Albemarle County. Yeah, County. Okay. that's Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Right. So now, not too far from Lynchburg. Right. It's the opposite direction, though. So they they have the car. Mm-hmm. Right. They have the car that showed up abandoned, and now they have this evidence that's pointing them to her following him. So th- they have a suspect. Right, they have to go talk to him. Yeah, sure do. They go talk to him. He's living in this like a camper small camper, yeah. yeah, down like a dirt road, mm-hmm. it, creepy looking. It's what I would call, uh, well, it's yeah, it's just creepy. Um, and the police officer pulls up, and there is the same car with the camouflage on the side of it. Yep. He sees the car. Now, this is what I thought was interesting. He has, was it this time or the second time that they, one of the times that he interviews him, I think it was this time, he interviews him in his camper for eight hours. Yeah, he didn't make him leave. They just, in his, they didn't make him go down to the police station? No, it's a non-custodial interview. They're, he's a person of interest and he, they, he invited him in and oh, they just okay. talk with him. If, if the bad guy's talking, you're talking. Yeah. Oh, Okay. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, eight hours, it's a long time. So they end up getting a warrant to search the place. Mm -hmm. They have the surveillance is enough for them. And this is all within about three days. We can give you the exact timeline. We're on August 7th right now when they're going to search the the camper. We're on August 7th. She went missing on August 3rd, the the nighttime. They get a search warrant and they go back. So I, I think I heard... One of the quotes from the police officer, or some, or maybe the prosecutor said, "He screwed up. He didn't think we would. He didn't think the police would come back. So after the first time they talked with him, right? They searched the place twice too. Okay, so they come back with a warrant. They search the place. They find a human nail on the carpet. A fingernail, right? Yeah, fingernail. A long hair with like the root, like just one single yeah. black hair. Yep. And a diamond stud, which. Yep. Ends up ends up later being we we know that it's hers. It was a lip right fingernail, um, earring, strand of hair. This is great. Mm-hmm. This is good evidence collection. Now they don't know they have to get it tested. They don't know what it is. Right. Right. There was also though, if you look at the, did you see the pictures? There was also like a gun chilling on the counter. Mm-hmm. There was just the place was just a mess. Um, so he's arrested. Randy Taylor is arrested on August 11th, so just a few days later. For, they, I, I believe, just abduction at that point. Right. right. At this point, he's only charged with abduction. They really wanted to... Um, they didn't want to charge him with murder yet because they didn't have her body. Right. So they didn't want to bring a murder charge and then it fall through. Yeah, right? and... And again, they need to do something with this evidence, right? They believe they have a hair, they have a, a an earring, and you know, yeah, the hair was under the sofa. You know, they have the earring, so they're gonna start doing all the DNA testing, right? Now, oh, there was a, one thing else too. Um, I'm about to. Are you about? To, I'm about what, to say that. What? Oh, the T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I'm about all to right. say that. Okay. So that's what this is the point. There was this a false is, eyelash too. 
I'm, yeah. Oh, that's, okay, go it's, for it. It's, it's wrapped in the t-shirt. I'm about right. to say that because right. that, that's the point that he wasn't that okay. he wasn't charged yet until okay. those were happened. So August 11th, he's arrested uh, for abduction. Okay, the abduction of Alexis Murphy. August 12th, they go back and do a second search of the camper, mm-hmm. and they find the t-shirt that he was wearing in that surveillance vid- mm-hmm. footage from the third is a bloody t-shirt. Yep. Inside the t-shirt, it's wrapped, it's like balled up, and inside they find two false lashes, two sets, and a wad of like a whole, what is it called? Like fake hair. Yeah. Like looks like like, um, extensions. That's Mm -hmm. the word I was trying to find. And was it the just those two things? Yeah, it was the lash, the lashes, and the the hair extensions wrapped in the t-shirt. No, that's that's um right. Okay, so he is arraigned on the fourteenth, still on abduction charges. Right. December eleventh, two thousand thirteen. It's Judge Michael Gamble. He issues a gag order for everyone involved in the the investigation. So they still have not charged him with murder yet, though he is still being held on abduction. January sixth. 2014 Anthony Martin who is the Nelson County Commonwealth's attorney he announces that they've indicted Randy Taylor on murder charges Mm -hmm. so it's not until January 6th they wanted to really make sure it was going to stick and they had to get the family on board because they still don't have her body they still don't have her they they don't know where she is so they had to ask her family if they were okay with charging him with her murder because then that means that she's no longer a missing person she's no, murdered. that's a, that's a good point. And this has been done one more t- one previous time without a body in are Virginia. You, are you talking about the the it, other the, Route pro- twenty nine? So that's interesting, right? I, I was just I was just saying I was going to get to that. In yeah, no, too. I was just saying only one other time in Virginia this is has happened, and it happened to be that Route twenty nine situation. Yeah, it was a uh, Hannah Graham. Yeah, she he was it was Jesse Matthew. He was arrested and charged before they found her body. Now, they did find her body a lot quicker, though. And just so there's there's, there's a lot that has to go into it, too, right? Because it's like you bring up a good point about the family getting on board because they have mm-hmm. to prove that they've done extensive searches mm-hmm. and there's, there's nowhere else they can look. And one of the things that I learned in this case is they were searching for yeah. a long, long time. Uh, you know, they... Well, Seven years. <laughs> well, right, but up, I'm talking about up till the trial, Spoiler. right? Right, yeah. So yeah. they continue to search. So they have to go in and prove. Look, we've exhausted all all our searches. Um, you know, she hasn't used her phone. She hasn't used her credit cards. You know, uh, social media disappeared. And with her, that's why that was, she was a good had point. A big following. Yeah, yeah, she was. I don't know she if she was an influencer, but she was definitely had a big following. So. I think she was definitely at the start because 2013 is really before influencers were like a yeah. really big thing. But 2013 is definitely when the yeah, social for our her, for our ages. Yeah, I watched one of her videos. Yeah, I could tell she was constantly. Yeah, she's so oh my God, gorgeous. They have to prove all that. You know, they have to sell it. So can you imagine going to the family saying? No phone, no credit card, no social media. Yeah. We found, uh, you know, a, a, a earring. A free, look, it, it's most likely she's not with us anymore. Are you okay with that so we can go forward and, and, and charge him with murder? What I thought was interesting, too, is when I was watching the show, the police officer was saying that they had to make sure that the family wasn't going to continue to say that she was missing. I guess that was going to have a big impact 
on their choice of wording. Yeah. Which is why they needed them to get on board because if they continued to go out in the public and look for their missing daughter. Yeah, what a good defense uh, uh, right. appeal, right? Right. I don't think every state is that like this, big. though. You have to have the body. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's difficult. I was surprised to learn it was sort of kind of simple in Virginia. Yeah. I, it, in both cases, it worked mm-hmm. out. Okay. Unfor- if, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. For justice to be served, it worked mm-hmm. out for them to charge both of these men. Without having a body. All right. So they have all this. However. They did a great job collecting evidence. So what they're getting this evidence tested right now. So they got them just on abduction charges right now. They can prove. They believe they can prove that he somehow coaxed her out of the gas station to follow him. And now she's dis- disappeared. Right. By the way, the car. So do you remember? do you remember the car? Oh, is this when you're going to talk about it now? Yeah. So this, because a lot of people like, well, circumstantial evidence. Look, there's no difference in probative value of direct evidence and circumstantial evidence. It it means the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's evidence, right? Well, surveillance. You, you said that they had surveillance. They couldn't really make out who it was, right? But 30 minutes later, the subject was at at Applebee's. And he ordered a couple of beers. Oh, Randy Taylor, yeah. And he and he left in a cab. The Applebee's was right, right around the corner. Around, around the, the quarter. Yeah. So this idiot says, "I'll go over here, dump it. I'll go hang out at Applebee's, <laughs> and I'll I'll set up my alibi. I'll order a couple beers, right? You doofus, you drop the car off right over here. Like, come on. Not you know, only you know that, he was so dumb. Not only that." The Applebee's employees. He had employees of every place yeah. testify against yeah. him. The Applebee's. So he tried to tell the he police. He had that stupid Daffy Duck tattoo or something that people <laughs> could remember. Yeah, he had. A, that's how they identified yeah. him. They had, he had yeah. a Daffy Duck tattoo. But the Applebee's. So he tells the police that he went to Applebee's to meet a friend. And he was with his friend the whole time. And his friend gave him a ride home. Or his friend had mm-hmm. to leave. And then he took a cab. The <laughs> Applebee's employees were like, no, he was alone. Right. He was alone the entire time. So we... We haven't even got to the DNA yet, but here's what he's he, lying. But here's what here's what they're here's what the police are saying. We have evidence, mm-hmm. and they're telling the family too. They had a, an encounter at Liberty gas station. He drives, turns left. She drives. Turn, I'm I'm saying left because left is north, right? I forgot about a very other a very oh, big piece of evidence uh, that uh, ties into this. Okay, we'll say it after I say this, and then she follows behind him, right? Mm-hmm. Then she comes up missing, and then they see they see him him down at this Applebee's right where the car was dropped off. They're pretty much they're pretty much sure that he abducted her and she's not alive anymore. And when they go back for that second search, yeah, they bring in um, FBI canines that are specifically meant to Cadaver? find. No, specifically meant to find uh, cell phones. I didn't know this; these dogs existed. Oh, they yeah, found her right. cell phone. It was trash. Was it trashed or something? Or, or? It was smashed. smashed they yeah. found her cell phone in the bushes right outside of his camper. That's right. Yep. And they did the forensic technology, whatever, yeah. on it to find out that it was her cell phone. So they found her cell phone. Right. Which, by the way, how did it ping off of Oak Ridge then? That confused me. Know. That whole part confused me. Yeah, what do you what happened? What Remember you? at the beginning I said that her family while the cops were starting their investigation, the family typed her phone into mm-hmm. find my iPhone and right. it pinged off of Oak Ridge where her mom's ex-boyfriend lived. I don't know. That's 
That's a technology that, question. That and no one, no one in the episode, no one in any of my research mm-hmm. ever readdressed that. Right. So I was like, what? But can you? So here, here you are. I mean, that's tough for the family, right? Look, yeah. you know, the surveillance, her following him. Cell phone, her cell phone was smashed. Uh, she has no social media presence anymore. Hasn't used her credit card. Her vehicle was found down, and then this idiot was found thirty minutes later, coming from the Applebee's right around the mm-hmm. corner. We, we're pre- like they're pretty confident going into this. First of all, to have to explain to the parents that she's probably not with us anymore, and we want to go in and charge them for murder because they're lining up all this evidence. Yeah. And then, then what happens with the evidence? What do you mean? The ring. The ring. There was DNA on the ring. What ring? And then and then DNA on his sh- on his shirt. Oh, the piercing, the earring. Yeah. You said ring. I was like, what ring? Oh, ring, 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 <laughs> ring, like, ring, what? earring, earring, earring. Yeah, yeah. Ring. They test they test all the DNA. It turned out to be that that the the earring was actually her her lip stud. She had yeah. a lip piercing. So, she had like the Monroe. So they found and her, that was her DNA. DNA on that, mm-hmm. and then her blood. Was on, on the, the t-shirt. t-shirt. I actually had a really good quote. Yeah. From so this is a pretty good, or this is a really good investigation, really good evidence collection. Amber Carr, who is a forensic examiner, she's the one that testifies at trial. She actually said that the DNA is Alexis's to a reasonable degree of scientific certainty, certainty, and then says, in my expert opinion, her DNA was. The, the blood was her, her DNA. Yeah, they must have done blood. a quick test or something because it came back quick. All right. It's pretty like, interesting. So uh, how do you, okay, listeners, uh, dispute this one. I mean, come on. So the prosecutor is going to go in and say she's not alive anymore, and this is this is how we know it. He also changes his story three different times. Yeah, that, the, oh, Jesus, that, remember we talked about this early on. This drives me crazy. Yeah, he, uh, at first he says he was never in town. Then he says he never met her. And then he says, okay. All right. Yeah, Here's but she happened. was with someone else. Her and this other guy came over to buy some marijuana from me. And when she left, they left. she was fine. Yeah, that's what... That's what. He should have said that story up front. <laughs> you know? Well, now we don't want to give bad people... No, you're, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the thing to do. If you... Continue look, to be stupid and lie. If you tell... Or just don't If you don't tell a lie, you have to continue to sell that lie it's hard mm-hmm. to do you can't it's it's hard hard to do so that's why us trained investigators are extremely versed and trained in interviewing and know how to ask questions <laughs> right we know how to ask questions you know when people are lying do you yeah yeah we know when people are lying yep mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah sure I always knew when you were lying that's not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. But okay. You're good at interviewing bad people. <laughs> I'm not a bad person. <laughs> I'm all not right. a bad person. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So where are we at? The evidence? Yeah. So, well, the trial now. So. Right. Hold on. I, now I got to find where I was at in my notes. Okay. So he, July 23rd, 2014, he is sentenced to two life sentences. So he is found guilty. He so May he's actually convicted. Right, consecutive. So he's, so he's gonna convicted die in jail. of first degree murder and abduction with intent to defile. Um and they actually also use the adult story that we talked about. We they use that as evidence for that piece of that um charge. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting. Yes. 
he's sentenced to two, would you say, consecutive life sentences? Yes. Okay. One after another. Right. As opposed to? Going at the same time. <laughs> Concurrent. How can someone serve? That F- 50 years. Two, no two, two li- I've never understood this. Two life sentences concurrent, so you're serving two at the same time. Consecutive consecutive means one after another. Am I right on that? I mean, the, that yes, that is the definition of both of those words. Right, so you'll but after you serve one life sentence, you'll have to serve a second life sentence. Right, but you'll be dead because yeah. a life sentence you, you <laughs> that's, that's just never how it goes it's just the technicality that has always confused me and made me crazy you know when people when they get the like 400 so year sentences it, no one is gonna live 400 uh, how about years. this anna if i understand if, if you why. get yes if you i get, understand if you get the death penalty then it doesn't have to be stupid because you can only get one death penalty no because just give someone a life <laughs> sentence without the possibility of parole <laughs> and there's no issue all right and then COVID hits, and then they and they want to release people from jail and stuff. You never, just never know. Well, then it's, that's it's the, it's the uh, egregiousness and now that's, of it. And that's another whole yeah. conversation for us to have about the overpopulation <laughs> of our jails and the ridiculous sentences that some nonviolent All offenders right. have. But we, you don't want to get into that conversation with me <laughs> right now. So first degree murder, felony murder, and right. abduction with intent to defile. Okay. okay. Now we've got. What I'm going to talk about is oh, a little bit of what? Hold on. He, okay. Th- are you, were you going to talk about his, his appeals were denied and he asked? I was going to talk about the appeals with as it pertains to Hannah Graham and her murderer. Oh, is, it, is that? It's interesting how that happens. And that's what I'm going to say. Is that the guy that he, the other, they, he wanted he, them to, yes. to get to? Okay, And good. he All does. Right. And there's evidence in that. Yeah, so. that, that he didn't do it, right? No. Well, they test the evidence. Yes, he didn't do it. Right. Well, Jesse Matthew. Okay, so... September of 2014. Now remember, he is sentenced. Randy Taylor is sentenced in July of 2014. September of 2014, Jesse Matthew is arrested in connection with the disappearance of Hannah Graham. She had, at this point, I didn't write it down. At this point, though, she had only been missing for like maybe a month. Mm -hmm. Okay, when Jesse is arrested. They still do not have her body. So she is still a missing person. This is what we mentioned earlier. Jesse is arrested. Yeah. Yes. October 2nd, 2014, Mike Hallahan is Randy Taylor's attorney, and he requests from Nelson County Commonwealth's attorney, Anthony Martin, that they check for a link between Jesse Matthew and Alexis Murphy. Uh, he wants their social medias checked and for his DNA to be tested against unknown DNA found in Alexis Murphy's car. So there was mm-hmm. also some of the unknown DNA, too. October 2nd. Hannah Graham is still a missing person. October 18th, 2014, the remains of Hannah Graham were found at an abandoned property in Albemarle County. Because of this, police do announce that they're going to go look for Alexis Murphy around the same area Mm -hmm. at this time. There was some speculation that Jesse Matthews could have also murdered Alexis Murphy. At the time, he was just accused of killing Hannah Graham, though. Mm -hmm. He had not been convicted of Hannah Graham's murder yep. that came later in 2005. Now they test all of the DNA. They check her social media. Investigators say Jesse Murphy had nothing to do with Alexis. Yeah, Jesse t- Matthew. Sorry. Jesse match. Matthew had nothing to do with Alexis Murphy's mm-hmm. murder. And when they checked her, their social media, they had had no connection, no contact mm-hmm. it, but it was, you know, it was in the same area. I don't understand. Did Taylor, 
did he see this guy get arrested in the, in the news and then he come up with it? It's just weird how. I think so. Like, yeah. Is there like a Route Twenty Nine Killer Academy or something? I mean, what? It's just weird. Probably I, I couldn't find it's a big that. highway. Yeah, I couldn't find that. So probably his lawyer said, "Hey, you think it was this guy?" Yeah, I mean, it's aren't you yeah. allowed to try and? Um, isn't that one of the things that you're yeah. allowed to do in a trial is yeah, prove you can't that keep someone else? Bringing up, yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. Right. But also, it was again. Jesse was arrested before Hannah Graham's body was found. So right. it was also, uh, it was just like a similar situation. I think his yeah. attorney was just like, let's go for it. A- anyway, it, it, he was not, he right. had nothing to do with it. Right. And that's kind of where it ends for they, Randy Taylor. They, yeah, they denied his appeal. So All of his appeals were denied. I can't imagine. Denied. No, this is great. This is a great trial, great investigation. And they denied his appeal. Said, sorry, you're going to jail. Yeah. Now we're going to fast forward. As I said, there is a little bit of an update in this case. So I mentioned, I've been mentioning this whole time that there's a show that I watched on this. Did you watch the show? No. It's um, Hometown Homicide. It's on Discovery Plus. It, they finished filming before this update. So if you watch this episode, it's still an unsolved. It's still her. She's still missing. Yeah, still missing. Right, and it's it not aired. unsolved. It's not, she's so, just right, missing. She's still missing. Her body is still missing. The, the episode Which, aired January fifteenth, I believe. Yep, that's interesting. January fifteenth of this year. Yeah. Did why? It, did it, well, because what you're about to tell her. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you. So you back looked to like something, you were going to say something else. No, back to something. I'm getting better at not spoiling it. <laughs> back to something you said earlier. Uh, so. They continued searching. Yeah, so it's been seven and a half yeah, years. They continue searching. They've, her family has been hopeful. They still mm-hmm. search. You can watch the episode to see their her yeah. family talk. They're really, really sad. December 3rd of 2020, so literally seven months ago, Randy Taylor leads police to a private property along the intersection of, intersection of Route 221 and State Bridge Road in Lovingston. Commonwealth's attorney, Daniel Rutherford, says, quote, we don't negotiate with murderers. We don't reduce their sentences." Oh, that's right. Because he wanted, he, he wanted said, I'll take you, but I want 20 years or something. Isn't that what he, what he asked? I didn't see that I he think asked he wanted, I think he wanted, to, hold on, it was my notes. I think he wanted 20 years. Everything I read, they made it clear that they didn't, didn't negotiate with yeah, him. And yeah. they, they weren't going to give him anything else. And that he just, on his own, led them to where her body was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he said there was another person that committed the ver- uh, the murder, and for 20 years I would um, let you know the location of the body. And then that's when he said, hey, check out this Jesse guy. So, yeah, they told him they told him no. They, they're pretty serious about this. They, I, yeah. don't, I don't know what – I don't know if he had a crappy lawyer or, or what. I mean, I – Sounds actually, like actually, it. Actually, actually, no. The oh. evidence was good, you know, and – I'm interested to know how they got him to yeah. give up. Somehow they did, and he took he took them. Um, yeah, you know they probably went back in, and, and yeah, I don't know because they had already cleared the other guy a while ago, right? And right back in 2013, or Jesse. 14? Yeah, yeah, they cleared him 2014. Is when they did the testing. I, I don't know after Randy Ma- Taylor was already in prison for it. He had already got maybe. Convicted. See, this is what I don't know this either, but maybe at some point, you know, the family, somebody said, hey, can we go back at this guy? Originally, he said he knew where the body was, and they probably went back in and said, look, you're not, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're, you're, you're convicted. You have no more appeals. 
And he brought him to the body. And it is on private property. Yeah. So, and this literally just happened seven months ago. And yeah, December. Her body, her remains were actually just identified like a positive ID in February. In February. It took that long. Right. They waited like three or four days to tell the media because they wanted to give the family time to. Right. And they're pretty closed mouth about the circumstances because this is private property that mm-hmm. they found. Yeah. Their body we on. don't know. So, <laughs> right, right. We don't know. Yeah. Who. There's not a whole lot of information about how mm. they went about finding her. Yeah. And where. And so that's funny. That episode aired that you were talking about in January, and they didn't yeah. even know about it yet. Yeah, and I so I didn't realize that. Sorry, I'm yelling. I didn't realize that. So as I'm watching the episode, I'm expecting for them to have like an update at the end or for mm-hmm. her family to be like, we're just so glad that we found her. But it ends with them being like, you know, we're still looking, we're still looking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they must have finished filming this way before yeah, December. Yeah. So... You, you know, really sad. Yeah, it took that long, uh, but I think, I, I think the family probably knew it was coming because again, I think this it, this was probably all in agreement. You know, they they probably said, "Hey, we're gonna go back at them again," and so the family probably knew it was coming, and they had these remains. They just needed they needed the positive ID. It's being reported that Randy Taylor might also be charged with the 2010 murder of Samantha Clark. Mm-hmm. Her body has never been found either. And she is also one that I mentioned briefly in our Route 29 stalker case because she also went missing from the same area. Why didn't this guy get rid of that T-shirt after the police came the first time? Because he's dumb. We love dumb criminals. Yeah. Yeah. His lawyer did try and um, bring that up at trial, though, too saying that it had to have been planted because they found it. They didn't find it the first time they searched the house. That was like a brief. I saw that. Yeah, we've they, had he, this discussion he was like, before. Just like Stephen Avery. Yeah, we've had this discussion before. You can go back in and everything um, and do second secondary searches. You know, it's the police and the FBI. It, it was it was there. He, he And that's what the prosecutor, I think it was the prosecutor said that. He, he made a mistake. He didn't think we'd come back to the house, so he didn't take care and get rid of anything. I mean, I was watching an episode of 48 hours the other Mm -hmm. day and they literally missed a whole body Mm -hmm. until they did a second search. Mm. So, yeah. uh, Humans were human. People are humans. Correct. That's correct. But this was fabulous. Just investigative work. Yeah. For their first missing person. thing, They they never had a missing person. Good good point. I mean, yeah. Without a body. Well, then it was a murder. Yeah. And it, so they got it right. The prosecutor got it right. He was the guy. He's in jail. They convicted the right guy, and they went and recovered the body. And now the family has has uh, final closure. I, I guess I haven't seen any statements from the family. I haven't seen any no they, updates. The last thing that you can mm-hmm. the last thing that you'll find when you Google this is uh, the February identification yeah. of yep. her body. So I'm sure they're relieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way, but it is, you know, a, it's a bittersweet thing. Yeah. All right. That was, this was Cannot a, imagine. I love the investigation in this one. It was one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I missed anything. Scrolling through my notes. No, I pretty much got everything. All right. Yeah. Th- this, yeah, it was a, I, I remember when she went missing. Mm-hmm. Her and Hannah Graham both. Yeah. We were the same age. And yeah, you were in high school. Yeah, and it was the Northern Virginia is not that big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the schools play each other. I, you know, I was mm-hmm. gonna go. I went to Lynchburg College yeah. for ten days. <laughs> so, 
So it was, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. small area. And she had a, her mom even said she had a large following on social media. So, but yeah. All right. That's, I think that's it. That's everything that we have on this one. So. Thanks to, uh, or Elisa. Elisa. Yeah, she suggested it when I did. I posted on stories mm-hmm. asking for suggestions from where everyone is from. If you guys wanted us to cover a case from your hometown or from where, wherever mm-hmm. you're living. And uh, yeah, my friend Elisa messaged me and asked about this one. Yeah. So and we, she, we and again, listened. she didn't know that there, yeah. her body had been found. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, b- people don't know that. Yeah. So we listen. We listen to the listeners. We listen to the listeners. <laughs> so yeah, we we got a few cases in the hopper that we're gonna do for the listeners. But we sometimes, if you give us a good one, we start reading it. We like it. Yeah, we're gonna jump all over it. Yeah, we appreciate the suggestions, you guys. I like we have so much fun doing this. But you know, Dad does work a full time job, and <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a stay at home mom. So. Sometimes you know I'm really bad with procrastinating. Sometimes I have a hard time trying to mm-hmm. find cases that are interesting yeah. for us to talk about. Because I feel like okay, so when I listen to podcasts, I feel like I'm so tired of hearing about the same cases mm-hmm. across all the podcasts. Yeah, and we that's what we and call it archives. We want to dig yeah. into the archives and see what we can come up with. You know, but we might do something that's you know popular, or like like Amityville, like we did oh. last week or something. It's not that popular. Yeah. No one. I don't think I've seen very yeah, many true. people talk about All that. All right. One. Excellent job. Thanks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, if you are enjoying listening to us, we would so appreciate and love it if you could give us a rate and review on Apple Podcast. We read them all. We appreciate them all. We love it. You can follow us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast. And then we're also on Twitter at TC Archives Pod. That's just where we post updates. We do behind the scenes. Really just anything we post. That's where we interact. That's where we get our yeah. suggestions. I, I post things for you guys to interact with. We love mm-hmm. it. So that's where you can find us. And I think that's about it. Right? Yep. Anything else? Nothing. No? Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Later. <laughs> <laughs>